powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Woo! Well, well, well. Mm. Folks, wasn't that a game? Welcome back to Game Over. (laughs) Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. After a dramatic Game 3 in which the LA Kings knock off the Oilers to take a 2-1 to series lead. It's your boy Avery, joined by our man Zach. And guest appearance, a little bit of a crossover. Hey. Toronto's Fua joins us. On a what is this crossover? What is this a crossover episode? Oh my <laughs> goodness! It is. It, it, it it's like it, you know what time it is right now. It's the time where it's dark outside and you hear the birds chirping. That is the creepiest time of night. But I am here because that was a fantastic game. Really glad that you brought this elitist Torontonian on. Talk about the game because the Oilers are always the team I go for when the Leafs are not in it. It's like that's like the next team. I just always kind of gravitated to them, to them since that. <laughs> 06 cup run that was like that captivated me so uh i am a uh sometimes oilers fan it's like my next team so i'm i come in peace oh there you go appreciate it plus what plus what the hell can i say no (laughs) connor mcdavid signing with toronto and you know three years comments from you fuad tonight no no i mean well that's (laughs) gonna be well i mean he's gonna have space because austin matthews will be in arizona so i mean you know that you know, <laughs> I, I, we're just as damn i'm just as damaged as you all yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, clearly the classic tropes of banter between empton and toronto so we'll get we have a lot of things to get into we'll get into the highs the lows the good the bad and the ugly from game three in los angeles but first a message from my friends at sports interaction get in on the action and make your bet with sports interaction every hit every shot Every goal from all your favorite teams and players with competitive odds, the best in live in-play, and more ways than ever to get into the game. Like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, and please Play responsibly. All right. With that being said, game three. Zach, what's your heart rate? What's your blood pressure thing at right now? What's your heart rate right now, Zach, after that game? Are you well, is it stable? Okay, so <laughs> I when they went to overtime, I had already just instilled the belief within myself. I knew, I knew the loss was coming. I knew they would make there would be an overtime penalty or something ridiculous would happen in APL. And I just like let myself already get comfortable talking about a loss, you know, before the <laughs> overtime period started. So I don't feel nearly the heartbreak and the discombobulation that I felt after game one. Um, I know there's a ton of Kings fans and I saw uh, SDPN say it in chat. This I and I know I, I presented myself as this uh, neutral figure last show. But let's just get one thing straight. This is game over Edmonton. I'm a homer. Avery Avery's a journalist. I don't know. Fuad's a Fuad's the most neutral there is here, but yeah, sometimes yeah. for any fucking goof who's gonna go in the comments and go, Homer, you didn't talk about them fantastic face-off plays by Gabe Velarde in the neutral zone. I'll tell you right now, I do not give a fuck. 
LA through three games in a row, five on five, they played one good period. This first period, they have been dominated. They have been dominated like our fucking trash team. The Oilers are pulling out a 12 gauge shotgun. Like they need, they need to be checked. Someone needs to check them in a loony bin because they have like self harm issues. And I, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say, so I apologize because they pull a shotgun and shoot themselves in the face. Every game they do it to themselves. They do it to themselves. Like the amount of undisciplined penalties is unbelievable. Clem Costin, like, I get it. The refs have sucked. I know they've sucked. Anyone who says they haven't sucked is just wrong. I think but, even the refs would say they sucked. I think they would say, yeah, we, we kind of suck, guys. I'm sorry. They, they got emotional early on. Like, from pulling yeah. DeHarnay out of the scrum with Dursey uh, at, at the beginning, that was ridiculous. When Clem Costin, man, like, that penalty, the, when the, when you know that the refs are calling the game like that, you can't just hang out on top of follow. I get that he's yeah. holding your stick. If that's the case, drop your stick and go back because they're going to call you for that. And the, the, and I know there's a ton of plays we can point to about, like, like again, I want to say, uh, all the Oilers' penalties are deserved. Like, just get that out of the way. Like, they there is not one time, even the nurse one, where Arvidsson dove like he's about to win a gold medal. He, oh, my gosh, yeah. That was that, – I, I thought he died. I was like, what happened? This man's knee fell off. And then I looked at the replay. I'm like, oh, my God. That, I, I was Joel Embiid is blushing somewhere. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe. And then you knew he was going to, oh, I, I made it such a big reaction. I'm going to walk down the tunnel. You know, I'm going to go to the dressing room. Yeah, walk he right acted back. Like, like he was injured. He committed exactly. to the pit. I love exactly. it. And, and it's funny because the Kings have done that before. In the regular season, McDavid <laughs> hit Kempe. Kempe fell to the ice, didn't get up. They, because the Kempe was injured, they gave McDavid a five-minute major, kicked him out of the game. And guess who was back right on the first shift of faceoff for the power play, Adrian campaign it's a consistent thing with the la kings i know this year they didn't get any uh embellishment calls but like kevin bx on the broadcast and i know adam wild loves to say that if they talk about officiating on the broadcast they will get a call from the league like they don't usually talk about officiating kevin bx called out two plays for diving elliot friedman and we can talk and i'm sorry i've said so much so fast because i all of a sudden when i start talking my heart just starts pounding just um, okay man bear your soul bear it to yeah, me yeah no, i'm when, here i'm here to help i'm here to I'm here to when, listen to you the, and, and the one penalty that I really want to talk about, because I don't think there's been a worse penalty call in the entire history of National Hockey League playoffs, is the Leon Dreisaitl unsportsmanlike penalty. Oh, my God. What oh my was that? God, what are we doing here? Now, that's, the be- that's the second best player in the game. What are we doing? He, like, come on, I get it. It's whatever. Un- it might be unsportsmanlike, but this is the playoffs. These guys are playing for everything. This is all they've ever worked for. Of course, they're going to be emotional. Why? That that kind of stuff. I'm with you there. That was that was trash. I would have said it was trash on on the other side as well. Like it's just it's total trash. Let these guys have emotion. Let these guys have personality. Oh my god. God forbid. Avery, sorry, I, I heard you try cutting in there. <laughs> no, I was going to say no. Don't, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. That call is very soft. I mean, yes, it is emotional. But in that moment, as one of the captains on the team, you got to find a way if you're Leon just to just park that. Because in that moment right there, you just yeah. score. You take mm-hmm. the lead. I know it's tough. I know it's not react. In that moment, though, you cannot hurt your own team with that kind of slash because you see how you feel they're calling the game. You have a feeling now for how the game is going to be called, and they're going to call a ticky-tacky stuff, right or wrong. You feel, Leon, you cannot do that to your team. No, absolutely not. That's the thing. And, 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 and Leon talked about after the first game, he said, we need to be more mature. We can't be taking stupid penalties. And the Oilers have, the Kings have suckered the Oilers into taking a ton of these undisciplined penalties. Mm-hmm. And that's 
that's where you can credit the Kings. Drew Doughty has been phenomenal. Whether And even if you are embellishing, like that's the name of the game, right? You're in the playoffs, anything goes. Yeah, it's cheap, it's dirty, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, the Kings are winning this battle. I think partially what it, like what it, there's a partially a factor that the refs don't want to call as many penalties uh, on the Kings because they know that if they call a penalty on the Kings, there's a 50% chance it will end up in the back of the net and they've impacted the game. Like both, like there's like, did, like, what drives me fucking nuts because the Matias Ekholm cross check in the corner early in the game, right? You call it Kopitar goes down, you call it a penalty, that's fine. But are we serious? How many times has Connor McDavid behind the net and there was a Kings defenseman just giving him two anders to the back? There's a gif going around on Twitter of Phil Deneau taking a swing like he's Barry Bonds going for the home run record and just taking McDavid's feet up from under him. And it's nothing. Again, I saw someone point out, if that's Leon Drysaddle, that's five in a game. It's just the way that it's been called. The Oilers need, but the thing is, and, and the thing is, with all that being said, and I can sit here and bitch about the rest, but at the end of the day, that is whether I want to just, I could sit here for two hours here. It's a loser's mentality, right? Yeah. You think the Oilers going into the into the playoffs 13 0 1, right? We, they were beating all these good teams. If they can't come over this, if they can't get through the defense that the Kings throwing at them, and I understand that the Kings are probably the most well equipped team to shut down the Oilers. If the Oilers were, or are as good as we thought they were, they would be able to fight through this, right? I understand there's a lot of adversity. I understand some of that adversity comes on the ice. Some of that adversity comes off the ice in the form of rap videos that idiots make, right? Oh, like, man. It's just, hey, what, right? what are you talking about? That I put that rap next to Kendrick Lamar's newest album. I put that next to Big <laughs> Steppers. Like, I, oh. I think I think that's going to take the Grammy, guys. That was That was... That was music at its absolute finest. Gene Principe, just absolutely vibing <laughs> out oh, there. Man, man yeah. I, I, you, I just saw this video right now. You guys have sent it to me. And I, I'm like, and, and you mentioned that. Now we're going to go off the, off the rails here. But you, you mentioned that uh, no team in any sport that's made a rap or had a fan make a rap, that's like a, the kiss of death that ends their playoff hopes, right? Like That's what you told me. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's you got the Milwaukee Bucks, the San Diego Padres, the most famously to Oilers fans, but the Calgary Flames last year. Calgary Flames were going strong. They released that god-awful rap video, and they crashed and burned <laughs> to the point where they still have not recovered. And this guy sees what happens, all-time fail at reading the room, and releases the rap. I've never seen a ratio like that. Just delete, 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 delete. And I blame him for the loss tonight. He's my he's my number one. Um, he gets the worst star of the day. We're a Sportsnet worst performer, or whatever. <laughs> well, so Zach is Zach is blaming uh, everyone. What's making in all the raps? Do not do it. Zach said, don't. Get you know, put down the SoundCloud account. Put down the Spotify account. No more raps from Orla fans, according to Zach. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I will be I will be your number one hater if you come up with an Oilers rap during the listen, playoffs. Listen, this is I, I live in Toronto and there are so many, you know, amazing no rappers in Toronto. I, I, I guarantee you you're gonna see like just some guy, just some kid in his bedroom be like, yo, go lease, go. Yep. Yo, it's the flow of the goalies. I don't know. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be. And then we're going to lose. And I'm going to blame him, not the Leafs or, or the refs either. It's going to come out right before game seven. And I guarantee you that if if it does, that's the downfall. It's not the Leafs. It's the rap. I'm telling you, it's the rap. It's always as soon as the I see rap. the rap, as soon as I see the rap happen, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see the officials for the game. Wes mm-hmm. McCauley, Eric yeah. Furlat. I'm like, oh, crap. 
Well, these well, two, yeah. The simulation yeah. is still broken. Oh, my God. Avery, I have a question. But I'll ask you a question. Because I know the officiating is going to be a big topic over the next couple days in Edmonton. Outside of the officiating, why do you think the Oilers lost this game? I would say, once again, the start was not clean. You saw the zone entries into LA zone were not the best again. Once again, LA is 1-3-1. They pulled that effectively. Well, and that's the thing. Like LA is, work, is made by work for perfection, or not perfection, but it, it's worked very well. But also, too, Yunus Corpusalo. He's been having, yes. a, again, another... Uh, another solid game. We have what a pickup. We see him in games one through three. Guys have great game. He's kept LA in this series, and once again, he has another night where he had makes over thirty saves and has been one of the X factors for LA um, in the postseason. Guys, I like. Do you guys think that that's probably the most impactful deadline move? Like, you know, we had all these well, big name forwards move, but that might be the most. Well, it, you're talking to two Oilers fans, so I'm going to tell you that Matthias Ekholm uh, is the most yeah. impactful. Uh, but, deadline acquisition. Uh, you're right. But, you're right. But, escape me. <laughs> but in Avery, I want to uh, both agree and disagree with you uh, here. So I'll tell you what I think. So I agree with you. I think the first two games, I think game one specifically, Jonas mm. Corpus Allen made a number of key saves when the Oilers were up 2 nothing in order to keep them, obviously, from getting that extra goal and you know running away with the game, right? And in, in years past, it was the goals that Jonathan Quick would have let in. Then you saw last game as well. I, the Oilers were up 2 nothing. Jonas Corpusal makes a save on McDavid. A beautiful save on a 2 on Makes a save on Bukestad. Makes a save on Dreisaitl. Keeps the Kings in it. The Kings end up tying the game. Obviously, the Oilers end up winning that game late. Same, similar story here, except the first two games, the Oilers came out with vengeance. The, Oilers, the Kings didn't get their first shot for like 18 minutes last game. This game, the Kings had by far their best start of the series, right? That's that. That is the first period where you can say without a doubt that the Kings carried the pace of play. Mm-hmm. They were the more dominant team five on five. Yes. Now the, the thing is early on, the Kings were so worried about the Oilers attack that they were not forechecking. And you saw it at points here when the Kings got up by a goal, you could hear when an Oilers defenseman in their own zone had the puck, the crowd would start booing them. Right. But the funny, the Kings aren't forechecking. So the Oilers are just hanging back, right? Because there's there's no point of moving the puck up there. So they're just letting the clock run down. There was no rush or no urgency necessary in order to make that play. The Kings definitely were a way more aggressive team early on. And I think mm-hmm. the Oilers' game plan was still catered to that 1-3-1. And that aggressive forecheck that they threw at them early on definitely threw them off their game. Now, Stuart Skinner tonight, I think this was probably his best game in the playoffs. He made a number of key saves, even one on the power play and over time to keep the Oilers in it right or when the Kings are on the path like you can't sit here and blame Stuart Skinner this is no, another no. this is another case of and as, as a, maybe this is a cliche but as like dry subtle said you had the immaturity from the penalties yes the Kings were hacking and slashing and whacking and you know they're not angels by any means like every penalty that the Oilers have taken is warranted but again what was the power play I feel like the power play discrepancy was yeah okay so with the Kings only had one more power play than the Oilers this game the funny part is when you look at the rest of the series and even this game because the Oilers ended up carrying the pace of the play five on five you know after the uh, second and third period the Kings even though the Oilers have the puck somehow are ta- are getting more penalty calls in their favor like it just doesn't make sense you know when you think about it te- you tend to be the team without the puck you tend to be the team taking more penalties so I think that's definitely something that I know Oilers fans are going to have a gripe with. I see a lot of Kings fans, you know, celebrating in the chat and whatever. And and this is the other thing that I wanted to say, kind of, I, I kind of went on a long tangent. The the, the biggest fundamental difference between the, uh, the series and the, you know, 13 games prior in the regular season is yes, nine. So you have Leon Drysaddle who showed up. 
Connor McDavid tonight gave it his all, did everything he could. Ooh, he's did he? Fighting yeah, through he's, everything. He's something. The difference is during the regular season, the Oilers got support from specifically Ryan Eugene Hopkins and Zach Hyman. And obviously Kane was injured for a long support uh, stretch, but they got support from Evander Kane. Now, this series, Zach Hyman, I think this might be one of his worst stretches of hockey as an Edmonton Oiler. And Ryan Eugene Hopkins' play has just fallen off. He just does not look the same, right? He looks like he's fighting the puck a little bit more. Kane can't make a pass. And I think that lack of support that the two big guns are getting five on five from their wingers um, is really hurting them. And it's not even to mention Kyler Yamamoto, who ended up who always does this. He got a number of opportunities in the slot, but the problem is he either misses the net or, and I hate shitting on someone for something that they can't control, but he's only 5'7", right? The Kings are running out these guys, the towers on defense. They're able to push him right out of the way, are able to make him miss, and Kyle Yamamoto isn't really as effective in front of the net as someone like, and again, I know he. this is just the first example that comes to mind, Jesse Pugliar, because he's 6'4", and obviously, you know, Taps long gone and he wasn't that effective towards the end of his Oilers tenure, but somewhat a, a big body versus a small body. You're able to see the difference. I think you know, Warren Fogle has shown at times in the series, Clem Costin, that the, that that size does really make an impact when you can get in on the forecheck on the Kings defenseman. Uh, they are, you you can ge- definitely generate chances. I thought the Bukestad Fogle, uh, Bukestad Fogle McLeod line was really good. But again, there's just a number of mistakes where you shoot yourself in the foot. It ends up costing you the game. And those are down 2-1. And if that song wasn't adversity enough, they're they're now facing it. If they lose next game, it's, it's a wraps on the season. Yeah. Well, you know, I- Go ahead, Floyd. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, like to your point about like officiating, you know, I had the same. Obviously, I don't know if you, if you guys cut game one of the Lightning Leafs uh, series, the officiating always came into focus, even though we couldn't even blame the officials. It wasn't a close game. This one was. But I had someone in the chat here saying, Curtis Doucette saying, stay out of the in box. Don't give the refs a chance to make the call. Lots of Fs. I, I kind of agree with him. Like, I I think it's hard to not get caught up in the emotion of the game, but like it, you, you can't change the fact that the officials have a certain slant towards a certain style of game. They love the way the Kings play, and they hate the way the Oilers play. That's just the way that they're going to do it. It's not that they're biased. It's just how they're wired. You can't give them that opportunity. I'm totally in agree- I'm in total agreement with Curtis. Like, you can't you, you can't do that stuff. It doesn't matter what, what that person did or – you know, what about ism? It doesn't work. Like you, you can't mm-hmm. control it. They're not going to get better overnight. So you can't, you got the Oilers have to win this series with skill. Like that's yep. their, that's their, that's their strength, right? It's like the Leafs, the same thing. They have to win by scoring more goals. I mean, it sounds trite, but it's true. Mm-hmm. No, it's totally true. But you know, I, I know, I know he won't do anything, but it would have been funny if CJ Woodcroft just let him have it because I think multiple coaches, I feel have to have a break. There's more. There's more than one coach in the league because of Craig. You you could have an argument for um, the Kate the series in with um, the elders in Carolina. Bad officiating. There's been multiple series in which officiating has been an issue, and referees been the main character syndrome. And for yeah. the NHL, referees should not be the story. We shouldn't no. be talking about officiating in multiple series. Yet we're here doing that, this and to me, that's a major officiating issue. Talk. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's monopolized the conversation. It's crazy. Like all series. Yeah, right? all of them. Well, all playoff, of them. Multiple it's not teams, just like, whiny Leaf fans, right? It's not us like saying, oh, Leaf fans cry, cry. But it, 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 it's we're talking about it here, right? And it was pretty glaring while I was watching it. Like, not to excuse Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton didn't deserve to win the game. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what the, the stats on the deserve a winometer said, but it's like fifty eight percent in favor of the Oilers. But I'm not gonna I, with all these Kings fans watching. I'm no way in hell I'm dropping a deserve to winometer line because there will be a hundred comments under the video telling uh-oh. you that no, the Kings deserve to win. But I, I think you're nuts. The Kings, afraid. yeah. The, I mean, the, the Kings. From what I heard, the, the Kings fans. I, I'm seeing it. They. I, I'm not too familiar with Kings fans. They they roll. They roll pretty deep. I mean, they're they're a tight group here. They're they're coming at you. Yeah. Oh my god! I <laughs> was shocked. Sorry, sorry, Avery. I'll let you go. Then I'll jump in. But I was gonna say, I'll give, I will give hockey fans in California credit. Like you guys are very passionate. I'll say as much to King fans. If anybody tells you no one cares about hockey in California, or even say even Arizona, Florida, that's a bunch of BS. Oh, we love to there see are it. Passionate yeah. fan base, and there are hella fans down in California. So I'm not, surpri- I'm not surprised that they're here because you got a great fan base down there. Uh, with the LA Kings, but I gotta say this much about the series here. You know what, though, if they unfortunately, yes, they have to win, but a three-one hole is not the end of the series yet. Teams are coming back from that hole, but again, the big thing now is Sunday. You gotta tie because you don't want to go back to Edmonton down three-one. And you know what's funny? I was talking to Kyle Yamamoto a couple days ago in the locker room, and one thing I did like about this team is that Kyler told me this entire team stands behind. Stuart Skinner. I know some people were suggesting the idea of Jack Campbell coming in to replace Skinner, but this entire as Zach as as What about me? I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen. You know, Flood, you know, well experience. Too. Look, he he wasn't quite as bad as he started in it. He started historically bad with the Oilers. I don't know what happened. Maybe it, like he realized it's like snowing in September and he's like, oh crap, my game is off. No, I'm just, that's not a dig. That's just, I mean, that's just reality. Every, I, I, I would contemplate putting you in net before I would put Jack Campbell. <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> you know, I would have been a great goaltender 35 years ago when you had goaltender that five, five, six, five, seven. Above I'm, I'm a, I'm a Darren Pang size goaltender. Put me in the eighties. I'd have a shot in net. At that size, but now I would get I would get my goals against average would be like fourteen point five in today's yeah, NHL. They're like they're, yeah, they're like NBA centers now. They're all they're all just giants right now. I guess that's the that's the uh, I guess well, the market inefficiency is small goaltenders. So maybe we'll see that coming up. Yeah, right? but just at my point there. Yeah, talking to talking to Kyler, um, talking to Matias Ekholm, talking to McDavid in that locker room, and everybody on that team. Juan stands behind Stuart Skinner. There's no yeah, and Jay as well too. There's no second questioning if Stuart's the goaltender. I know people are saying, well, "Oh, it's tough for a rookie," but no, they stand behind Skinner still. I think Stu's gotten consistently better each and every game. There's a couple of things we need to say before we continue on. Uh, first, we're raising money for the Alphabet Sports Collective throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. The links in the description below. We they uh contribute. It's a great cause, and obviously, everyone there's 134 people watching. So if you guys want to go, give you know, click on the link donate if you can uh if it's within your means and we truly would appreciate it but we also have 134 people like uh, 134 people watching damn uh, we only have 35 mm-hmm. likes so let's you know let's get let's get it at least three digits tonight obviously i'm sad i don't know about the other two guys they're kind of here just for a good yeah, time. kings fans why don't you laugh at their pain like well like yeah it. exactly Come <laughs> dunk on like me. it laugh at their pain and like that's yeah. elite fans everyone loves to dunk on leaf fans it's just more i, I know it's to, to a tenth degree, so uh, dunk, dunk all you want. Just be respectful, obviously, of your fellow fans. But you know, dunk <laughs> away. And I just wanted to build on Avery's point that he made a little earlier too. That man, 
was I ever shocked about how passionate Kings fans are? You know, agree or disagree, there's definitely some assholes like there are in every single fan, fan base. Like we saw Oilers fans throwing garbage on the ice, you know, at, during game one, right? Those are the Edmonton assholes. And I've seen the Kings assholes too, right? There's no, you're, and in a playoff series, when tensions are high, every they're going to be going back and forth at each other. So I really do appreciate the passion and all the Kings fans that have come out in this chat to come dunk on us. Like, Man, I, I, I don't want to say I underestimated the Kings because I I truly knew that they were the worst matchup for the Oilers. I knew that in my heart. I Trust me, I wanted the Winnipeg Jets. I really wanted the Winnipeg Jets. But that's just not how, this, how it worked out. And I was confident in the Oilers' ability. I thought that they would be able to overcome some of the issues that we've seen in this series. And these are just the, and, and then what, what's happened with this lack of discipline with all these other number of things that have come out. These are issues like blowing leads that we saw November, December when the Oilers weren't in a playoff spot. Right. These are like, as I, I keep going back to what Leon called it, immature, stupid mistakes that are biting them in the ass. And, and the, and the thing is the culprits are guys like Leon Dreisaitl, your leader, the guy who was the second highest points per game all time in the playoffs after playing, I believe 60 games or something or 40 games or whatever it is that Leon's played. Like, again, they, they've just, they've, the Oilers have put themselves in this hole. And I know even being down two one, it, you're, you're running out of runway to come back. But, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to, and, and what happens like clockwork with the playoffs, you always hear, oh, well, you know, teams down 2-1 and lose on the road. Yeah, the 63.4% chance of coming back. Every broadcast like clockwork, you hear those percentages come out. <laughs> but what I want to say to the Oilers fans who have lost hope, you know, like myself, every single one of those teams that's in that percentage didn't have guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Drassel on their roster. If there's yeah. any two players who are capable of manufacturing a comeback from a deficit in a series, it is those two guys. I know that they're... I know that they're fuming. I know that Leon probably blames himself for that unsportsmanlike conduct. And I, you can guarantee that they're going to come out 200 times harder the next game that they play against LA. I know that Jay Woodcroft, like I have never had faith in a coach like I have had in Jay Woodcroft to make the tactical adjustments to the schemes that McClellan's throwing out. And it's so funny that these guys who started and worked together, you know, for 15 years are have come to, to battle been back-to-back years right and you're just seeing this tactical battle because man you got you, one person who i think you do have to give a lot of credit to is, is todd mcclellan right like the ability the way he's using his systems and yeah it can be boring as hell sometimes but the mm-hmm. way he's utilizing and has got his team to defend has been a master class and you saw at this game you saw him make a switch up in his scheme and you know they still went back to that one three one later on in the game when they were when they did have the lead but you you saw the Oilers struggle with today, and you saw they learned how to beat that one through one in games one and two. They just were mm. unlucky. They, that's yeah. why I I fully expect Jay Woodcroft, Drysaddle, McDavid to come out, make the adjustments, and we get a much more competitive game. If not, you know, an Oilers Man. game. You know, it's such a shame because like, and just what and, and this is why I wanted to do it because I love watching Connor McDavid play hockey. Like, too. I I I always say this. I say that. A lot of people, most people in my life don't care about hockey. Okay. My parents, mm-hmm. sister, brother-in-law don't care. I, I bet you if I sat them down in front of a TV and I said, tell me which number on the back of the Jersey is the best player on the ice. Go. They would hundred percent say Connor McDavid because he does otherworldly shit out there. He, he almost want, he almost took that team on his back. He almost scored a goal off a man's skull. Like, and he did it before I, I saw in the replay, I didn't remember that goal, but against Arizona, and I, he almost did it again to Corpus Allo. That's how crazy he is right now. But man, you know, it's—I just think it's—it's it's so 
bad for the, it'd be so bad for the NHL at whole. Like this is the guy, this is your Michael Jordan. This is your LeBron. Mm-hmm. This is your Tom Brady. You know, I, I don't want to gas up Oilers fans, but they should be in the final, like close to the finals every year. Well, That's how you sell the game, right? Absolutely. I agree with you. And I know people earlier this season were talking about Connor McDavid being the most dominant athlete in all of professional sports at, at one time, right? Cause he won the scoring title by like 50 points. LeBron isn't what he is to, was at one point. He's head uh, and shoulders about everybody else. Nobody else in the in NHL. Least can be that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. The, the only thing is right. Like in, in football, you have an amazing quarterback. He can carry you somewhere. We talked about this earlier. You have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and you know, a couple shooters, you can They're make it to the 45 finals. minutes a game, right? They're exactly. For 90% in of the hockey, game, right? you got McDavid address on the ice for 23 minutes each. And the rest, it's, you know, your Clem Costins, your Derek Ryan's your whatever. And I want to say, and I saw Mickinator and I could tell he's defeated in chat saying that this will be another year where, McDry will not get a cup. Well, they're only down 2-1. Teams have come back from this before. Wow. I Warriors thought Leaf fans were macabre, man. Jeez. No, dude. And yeah. So, Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. But what I want to say is this year specifically, and there's so many other years in the past where you can sit there and say, oh, wow, the Oilers, blah, blah, McDavid's never going to win a cup, blah, blah. It, I don't think that's the case because you look at the buildup of the roster in years. You had McDavid playing with Ty Ratty and Alex Chase on. You had Leon Draisaitl with Zach, with Justin Pugliarvi and Zach Cassian. You had mm-hmm. like Jeez. like there was nothing there. This is the first year where I can confidently look at the Oilers roster lines one through four, the D pairings one through three, and say what more could you ask for? Like it's this is yes, exactly. This is a good enough roster. And if and the thing is, if they aren't able to overcome this adversity, then Again, like we said before, maybe they aren't as good as we thought they were, but there isn't much like I can't go back at this at the offseason and at the trade deadline and say, oh, I would have liked this pickup here. I would you I would have liked someone better. They they got the best defenseman available, right? They've they've gotten wingers, whether you like Kane or not, whether you think Hyman's had a good series or not. They have players with the talent level of putting them over the, the capable of putting them over the top and beating the Kings. They're just the Kings are doing a really good job shutting them down. Again, we can have there is that whole officiating thing or whatnot, but at the end of the day, you these guys should be able to fight through it. They should be smart, taking not taking stupid penalties. They should be better than they are showing in this series. But if they're not, then that's just what happens. But I think they gave themselves the best opportunity they could have this season, at least, to put themselves in the best situation to go on a long playoff run. And again, not over by any means. I still am confident in the Edmonton Oilers, but I wanted to say that for all the people who are like disheartened i think no. this is like i i think sorry avery but i think this might be like the the real western conference final in my opinion i'm like one of these teams is going to the stanley cup final to play the toronto maple leafs for sure that's that's what's gonna happen sorry that, that that's what i see i see the kings are just that like they're the quintessential oh my god not quite flashy but oh they're just gonna just just run through the playoffs i feel like if they win this series they're gonna run through and go to the finals to uh, mm-hmm. be to lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Avery, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that would become the Love Guru series come to life. That would be the Love Guru matchup, right? If you get Toronto LA, so <laughs> you have Jack so, Laplante. What was his name? What was Justin Timberlake's name? The goalie versus uh, Darren Roanoke. I don't know. Never seen the movie. I've only seen the clip of Kanye West in the crowd. I <laughs> love <laughs> But you know, guys. One last point, guys. In the series, though, is that um, uh, last year, talk about this team. Last year, you didn't have you didn't have. Um, Ekholm, Duke's dad. He didn't have Skinner as a starter, and his team came back from being down three-two. They were near elimination last year, and they came back to win that series. So, 
it's fully it's fully in the realm, realm of, of, of possibility they can come with a better team and get out of a two one hole to turn it through the round. I have no doubts in my mind they can tie the series up and still find a way to win this series. Absolutely, guys. You go back to you. You go back home, tied two two. It's you know it's it's anyone's game, and we saw this a similar script play out last year, right? The Oilers had must win games and they won mm-hmm. them. We'll see if they. It's the same players. You have a very similar makeup of the team. You have a better, I believe, a better defensive core, like far better defense core. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you've essentially taken a, a retired Duncan Keith and replaced him with Matthias Ekholm, right? Like significant, significant, significant upgrade on the left side. I thought specifically, if we want to look at the players in the game, like it's funny because if you go look at the shift chart, I believe that uh, Evan Bouchard and at least when I looked in the second period, I'll just bear with me here. And we, if we look at, yeah, this is probably the worst game that uh, the Bouchard Echo and Paris had on the Edmonton Oilers, right? Like they're usually phenomenal at transitioning out the puck. They usually are able to communicate, make reads well off each other. And there were a number of times, like Echo and like Echo and Bouchard had a huge misread at the offensive blue line that led to a Kings two one zero when they were four and four, right? Like there was a number of issues with that pair, and I don't think. Matias Ekholm is such a good defenseman. Evan Bouchard is such a good defenseman that I don't think they have a game like that again. Like McDavid, so five on five here, McDavid only controlled, uh, what is it, 34% of the expected goals when he was on the ice. There, He generated 60, 0.64 expected goals for and 1.21 expected goals against when he was on the ice. You can't, the LA if, if the LA Kings win the matchup with Connor McDavid is on the ice five on five, they will win the series, right? There needs to be an adjustment there. I understand the theory and why Jay Woodcroft put Evander Kane on his line, right? You're trying to get Kane to throw some hits, generate a bit more space for McDavid five on five, but that clearly, I don't. It didn't work the way that Jay wanted. I would switch Nugent Hopkins and Kane back. Probably, I put Nuge back with uh, McDavid, Kane back with Drysaddle. Um, go and, and and see how that works. But like what they did tonight, obviously the Kings kind of figured it out. They changed up their thing. It worked. The the highlights, obviously, like I said before, Fogel, McLeod, Ryan, the depth. The depth for the Oilers has really, really shown up, whether they've gotten on the score sheet or not. There are a couple of plays where you see, and I think Corpus is starting to get into the Oilers' heads a little bit, where Drysaddle looks like he has a a good shot on net, but he passes it up, or a backhand even, he passes it up to give a Cody Ceci, who hasn't scored since game two against Calgary back in October, right? Like, there was just, you don't want Cody Ceci being the trigger man. There are a number of Oilers who were, uh, poor tonight, who I think could be a lot better. Um, I really hope the LA Kings continue to dress Zach McEwen because that sure works to the Oilers' advantage when he's on the ice. I mean, uh, I thought Velarde for the Kings uh, really excelled at the center role. He's a lot better than Lazat's been this series. Um, but yeah, and, and also just another player I want to credit on LA is uh, Quentin Byfield. Quentin Byfield, this is by far in the in the matchups that the Edmonton Oilers have played. Uh, the LA Kings is by far the most effective that I've seen Quentin Byfield be when he's on the ice. He had a, he had a post early in the first period. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think the Kings have been really good. I think they've been better offensively. I know the drafting will drive me nuts and I don't want to focus on that. Cause again, that's a loser's mentality and the others have to fight through it. Cause there's no, literally no other option, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh. There you go. And you know, and before we wrap things up here, guys, I want to ask, each of you, I'll ask both of you guys for a game, for game, yeah, game four, going into game four. Um, who do you think steps up for Edmonton game four now? Who do you think steps up? I'm going to say, I'm going to give my team. I think this will be the game which you will see Zach Hyman get out of his funk. That's my team. Better. Right, to get out of, game, out of his funk for game four. Who do you got, Zach? Oh, me? Okay, well, 
So I just one thing I saw in chat that I kind of liked. Would you? There people are talking about Holloway, and I know Bakersfield season ended tonight. I I think Dylan Holloway's speed and the way he plays the game, and I know the bottom six has been good, but Kylie Yamamoto has been missing passes. Where this is playoffs, anything can happen. Balls well. We saw Matthew Nyes excel with the Leafs on his, you know, on a third line role. Dylan oh, Holloway, yeah. very very similar player. Dylan Holloway had a better points per game than Matthew Nyes in college. I understand Dylan Holloway was a first round pick. Matthew Nyes was a, a second round pick. Whatever. But again, Dylan Holloway, he did have the points early on. I think his game specifically could be really, really benefit the Oilers. And you have no wingers essentially going in your top six. I maybe I'm nuts. Maybe Oilers fans don't like this. I would absolutely throw Dylan Holloway again and get him in the mix there because he hits, he skates. Mm-hmm. He shoot. I think he'd be really, really effective in this series. And Kai is celebrating Abbotsford Canucks W. Yeah, AHL playoffs. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, just in terms of Dylan Holloway, obviously, I think he'd be really good. And I, but at the end of the day, Avery, and I know, and I hate doing this. I hate, hate, hate doing this. I, I will never say a bad word about Connor McDavid in my entire life. Oh my has God. Connor McDavid ever gone three games without recording a five-on-five point, which he has in this series? He has three points all in the power play. It's rare. Like, that it, – it's a rare sight. Shutting down McDavid for three games in a row on five-on-five is so tough. That's we crazy. saw the we That's saw the crazy sl- exactly we saw the slash that Deno uh did on McDavid. We see the abuse that he's taking, but again, when you're the best player in the world and you are essentially the Oilers' offense, at, like there, you need to have one of those Michael Jordan games, those LeBron games, those games That's that, exactly that, say history, that. You know, it, like those games that just like it doesn't matter. You have to just put yourself above everyone. And he was doing it. You saw those rushes tonight, right? You saw those bursts of speed, but they're just stopped by Corpus Allo. And I think Corpus Allo's play on McDavid has made it seem like the Kings are playing better defense than they are on him. I think it's a lot of penalties that they're taking that are getting called. And Corpus Allo has mm-hmm. been phenomenal. Yeah, so, McDavid was cooking. He was he was he was completely in his bag there. Just just absolutely like just just dusting everybody out there. Corpus Allo. Like again, what what an underrated pickup by the Kings team, man! Like that that completely changed their entire team. Because if you had Jonathan Quick in there, I think McDavid would have had three three goals, maybe four. I don't think they, I mean, they might not have made the position that they were in now. Oh no! But I don't think. I mean, they wouldn't last in the series if they had someone like Jonathan Quick. Nope. And that, zero. Cal Peterson, no. Or Phoenix nope. Copley, like no. Yeah, like, I, I, I saw after game one, Kings fans, or game two, Kings fans wanted Copley, and I'm like, as an Oilers fan, if you guys put Copley in, I would be ecstatic because Corpus Allo has been phenomenal, and I know Corpus Allo was one of the main reasons the Leafs lost to Columbus when they did, right? Corpus Allo was super, oh, yeah. was fantastic in that series. Like he, he's done it in the playoffs before, and he's doing it again. And this is the thing, Connor McDavid, you, you just need, you need. To, I know it's it sounds crazy to say, but you just got you gotta finish those chances that you can create for yourself. You gotta just have one of those games, the record books that we're getting in 30 years. You can you know be on ESPN classics where you just see Connor McDavid go off for th- uh regular or five on five hat trick in the first two periods to go up three nothing or just something wild. Because if the Oilers are going to win this series, it is going to be on the back of Connor McDavid. Depth, everything yeah. else nice, but it's McDavid. Yeah, you gotta get. Yeah, you gotta. That was gonna be my answer. I mean, it's it's an easy answer, but that's that's the one. It's it's gonna be him. It's also gonna be Drysaddle too. Like you gotta get. You can't get a game like that from Drysaddle from like the, like they had this game where you know you didn't really do anything offensively, and he you know he got a penalty that kind of cost them the game. So 
those two guys have got to be absolutely beyond reproach. They got to be impeccable because this Kings team, they kind of know how to defend them a little bit. I mean, you said, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously the goal, the goaltending has been great, but they, they didn't make, they didn't give up a ton of easy chances. I found, especially in the first period where it was like three, three in shots. I had never seen that at the end this of the This was series. their best game for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, my- dry saddle has got to be like, it's got to be like two absolute superstars just clicking people are asking do you what do you guys think of this um should they put them back on the same line i uh, so i'll so for myself i found myself the <laughs> i see glenn in the chat could use it to fully right now can't believe we have flames fans trolling can't believe we have flames fans trolling yeah <laughs> but i always do love a good pilot to fully shout out for my man rob uh anyways anyways uh just in terms of you know the classic mick dry um i found myself later on in this game thinking like Okay, we got to get a couple of those McDry shifts. And I understand why Woodcroft is keeping them apart. And because, but the Oilers' depth players, McLeod, Bukestad, Ryan, they've been so effective in the matchup that they had. I think you can afford to put Leon and Connor out together five on five, you know, twice a period kind of thing. They can generate so much together. And we saw in the playoffs last year when Leon was hurt when he was at playing at you know 40% and still putting up all those points he needs playing on Connor's wing they dominated uh, game six and seven you know, the two games I was when I believe Drysdale was on McDavid's wing for those games I wouldn't take him off his own line consistently but if you're running 11 and 7 I would definitely try and find ways to get McDavid if you know what Kings ice the puck Drysdale McDavid after the after a penalty kill Drysdale McDavid right like you got to get him out with uh I think you have to, that is an adjustment that will have to be made uh because that is kind of like a, the secret weapon. It's your your Marner, Nylander, Matthews line, uh, you know, just for t- to bring Fuad into the conversation. But yeah, that's what I I think. Woo! No, did I, did I hear did 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 is this about the Leafs? Did, did I hear yeah. something about the Leafs? <laughs> that you did, but that's a good that's a good point, um, Zach. <laughs> uh, McDrive, because you do have again the depth is there. Which you, you you'll need to do it, but yeah, after penalty kill. Or even if you're down a goal late, you need that goal. You can run McDry because it is it's very effective. It works. It's a thing that is so dangerous to use in the postseason when you do need a goal. And hey, we're gonna wrap things up here on game over Edmonton. Thank you all. We had over a hundred viewers tapping yeah. in to the stream. That's Woo! amazing stuff. Hit like Doc- one more time, guys. It, hit it again. Unlike and uh, stop. Like take off the like and then like it again. I know it won't matter. But just do it again. Get that the works. feeling of liking it again, you know? Uh, before and before you guys sign up, I have to say, and I said this before when the Leafs played the Oilers, like, the Leafs and Oilers is the Stanley Cup final. Like, Canadian, well, hockey fans deserve. Could you imagine these two teams with the offensive superstars just absolutely going at it for a seven-game series? I don't know who would win, to be honest. And, like... It would be so great, and I know Gary Bettman would just never let it happen. He would call a lockout before it was even close to happening. He would lie down in the middle of the ice and say, there will be no playoffs, none, get out. But it would be absolutely epic, and I'm praying for it to happen. Let's let's make that happen. Let's um, see. 
Alberta, Alberta might need to secede, but we'll secede from Canada. I, I think going to make that well, joke, I, but I wasn't sure. It was just going to, it's just going to secede. I don't know. Like you got, it's just. I vote be for a- it. I vote for it. If, if, if that was, if this happened, that's the only way. But man, I, I don't think I could take some. Of, like, listen, there's some Leafs fans, and I know Avery's trying to end the show like a madman, but I just got to say, there are some Leafs fans like that I find so funny on Twitter that I follow, but. I, I the number one team I hate playing the most in the regular season is the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're so funny when they're not trolling me. But when they're trolling me, I wanted that like um, man, like Jake the Leafs, Kevin Papel, all these guys. I can't take it, but I love it. I I yeah. would. I'll say as much. My last point: if we did get an Edmonton Toronto Cup final, Edmonton won. Since I am mobile, I'm coming to the SDPN studios. I'm coming to the new set. I'm putting my feet up. On the new desk, oh, no. and I am relaxing during SDPN. Coming to the set, I'm relaxing. Feet up on the desk in front of Jesse, Adam, and Steve. Just decked out in Oilers gear. <laughs> He's taking over. Avery is mobile, so like we got to watch out for that Leafs fans. No, but yeah, like I, I, I knew you were trying to wrap up the show, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, no. Crazy, crazy good game. I'm really glad it was a. Uh, it was a banger of a game. Sorry, the Oilers lost. I, I do like the Oilers. I would like them to win because I want all the Canadian teams to do well, despite, uh, you know, them sometimes being rivals. No, it certainly Absolutely. was. It was a fun game. Entertaining either way. Whatever lose, it has a wrap up on Game Over Edmonton. I want to thank Fly for coming in from Game Over Toronto. I want to thank Zach. We'll be back again recapping Game 4. And Producer Rob for sitting up with us until 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Part of working man SDPN doing all the different stream producing. L- gotta love him for that. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys again on Sunday night. We are out of here. Peace. Holy go. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.